welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. Here with me today is Aaron Garrett, and Aaron is an extension educator with Natural Resources, Environment, and Energy. How are you doing today there, Aaron? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Gavin? I'm doing well uh, myself. So, you know, it's a uh, we were talking about how busy we've been. So yes, yes. we're <laughs> trying to take a little breather right now to get this thing going here. So, um, but uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, one of Illinois state symbols here, um, but it might be one that not a lot of people are very familiar with. You know, our state flower is the violet, our state bird is the cardinal, and our state tree is the white oak. Uh, but Aaron, we're, we're gonna be talking about uh, Illinois state grass, is, is that right? Yes, indeed. So Illinois does have a state grass. And while that may sound a bit odd, um, about 17 out of our 50 states actually do have a designated state grass. Um, so ours in Illinois is big blue stem. Um, and you may know the grass by the name turkey foot. Um, if you're into Latin at all, the scientific name is Andropogon gerardii. So lots of different names. Um, but I like to call it Big Blue for short. And uh, interestingly enough, we're not the only state that chose Big Blue stem as our state grass, but Missouri also shares the same grass. Very interesting. I, I don't really hear a lot about uh, Big Blue stem myself, so uh, <laughs> I'm interested to hear what other information you have for us here. Um, can, can you tell us a little about the, the designation process and when and how was uh, Big Blue Stem chosen? Yeah, so some of the other symbols that you mentioned were designated, you know, close to 100 years ago. Um, so flower, tree, um, and this is run through the Illinois Department of Natural Resources. Um, so back when this was designated, they were known as Department of Conservation. Um, but essentially what they did is they put together some options of grasses that you could find in Illinois um, across the state. And it was um, put together in a poll that was sent to you know, elementary through college age students across Illinois. And they were able to vote on which grass they wanted to be the state grass. Um, so Big Blue Stem came out on top. And um, this officially happened on August 31st, 1989. So it's been a little while, um, but over 30 years, we've had uh, officially a state grass for Illinois. Well, wow, that is, uh, that's very interesting. And, you know, you don't think that it, that it happened such a short time ago either. Was, mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's a very interesting uh, uh, tidbit of information there. So yeah, thank you on that one. Uh, for those of us unfamiliar with Big Blue Stem, can you tell us why this might have been chosen as the state grass? Yeah, so Big Blue is one of kind of the three dominant grasses of the tall grass prairie. Um, and as the prairie state in Illinois, um, of course, that was our, our dominant ecosystem type, right, that we had across the state prior to agriculture. Um, so because Big Blue Stem is one of those dominant grasses, it likely covered most of the state. Um, and today you can still find it in prairies, in savannas, and of course along roadsides. Um, so that's kind of why um, it's been, it makes sense that it was chosen, right, for our state to represent our state. Um, a little bit, if you're unfamiliar with Big Blue Stem, the name is fitting because um, it is large in size. It can get six to eight feet tall when fully grown. Um, so you might not 
realize that some of our grasses do get that tall and robust, um, but big blue is one of those, um, especially, you know, in the tall grass prairie, um, as opposed to like a mixed or a short grass prairie, the size of the grasses classify the type of prairie. Um, and it's also something that we call a warm season grass. So that means that it puts out much of its growth and flowers in the heat of the summer. So if you were out right now, as we're in late September, you would see big blue stem in bloom. Um, but if you were on a hike in May, it wouldn't have been flowering yet. It'd be too early for that. Wow, that <laughs> that is a lot of interesting uh, information packed in, in one little punch there. They, uh, so yeah, that's interesting. I did not know that it got that, that large either. Yes, um, yes. It can even get 10 feet sometimes, but you wow. know, typically six to eight is kind of the normal okay. um, for that grass. Mm -hmm. So uh, how can you tell big blue stem apart from other grasses? Yeah, so um, we're gonna get into grass identification a little bit. So there's some signs that you can use. Um, and one of the things that you might think right off the bat is, well, it's called blue stem. So obviously it has a blue stem. Well, not necessarily. Um, really the stem is usually more red than blue. So for some reason, um, Botanists like to name things that are red, blue, just to, I guess, confuse us a little bit. Um, so look for a reddish stem. Sometimes it does indeed look blue or purple, um, but for the most part, it looks red. Um, another thing is, is grass stems are round, okay? So if you roll them between your fingers, they will roll because it's round. Um, but big blue stem and some of our other grasses, they have a slightly flattened stem. So it's a little bit more um, football shaped, I like to call it. So it will roll, but not perfectly so. So that's one way to tell it apart from some other grasses. Um, and then there's, there's another structure that you can look for on a grass um, that's called a ligule. And a ligule can be found where a leaf joins the stem. So kind of at that juncture, um, right at the base of a leaf. If you pull the leaf blade back a little bit, you can look for something called a ligule. And if it's there, it either looks like a membrane or it can look like a cluster of hairs. Um, and so determining if there's a ligule and what type can help you tell grasses apart. And in big blue stem, it has a short membranous ligule. So it kind of looks like um, a whitish piece of skin um, a little bit. Um, so that's vegetatively how you'd identify it. Um, but of course, just like if you're looking to identify a flower when you're on a hike and you see a, a white flower, um, we can use the flowering part of the grass to identify it a little bit easier. Um, so on big blue stem, remember we called it turkey foot. Um, it has a turkey foot shaped flowering cluster. So really what it means is it has three or more um, finger-like clusters of spikelets. Spikelets are grass flowers and they're attached at a single point. Um, so again, think about the fingers on your hand all attached at a single point. Big blue is kind of like that. Um, it has all of its little um, grass flowers, its spikelets, um, all clustered together in those, those finger-like um, clusters. So that's how to tell. It's hard without a picture, but if you can imagine it in your head, um, like a turkey foot, if that sticks, um, that should help you out. Yeah, I've, I've got some pictures in my head from, you know, uh, you know, my, my dad and my grandfather uh, raised cattle. So I, I, I try to 
I'm going back in my memory there to think of what some of the grasses looked like. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I think I have an idea. Um, but it's like, okay, yeah, it will be something that I would have to Google a picture for. So yeah, but once you see it, it's pretty distinctive. Um, right. as far as grasses go, it's a pretty easy one, especially with the size, right? If it's mm -hmm. six to eight feet tall and it has that, you know, it makes it a little bit easier. Right. Yeah. So uh does big blue stem have a uh, wildlife value? Yes, it does. So thinking about um, our, our prairie ecosystem, right? Um, one thing that's really important is supporting our insects. Um, so our native grasses, big blue included, um, are used by skipper butterflies as a host plant. So what that means is a host plant is a plant that is eaten by the larval form of an insect. So in this case, the caterpillars. Um, so the caterpillars of skipper butterflies will eat grass leaves. That's the food source that they need. Kind of like the milkweed is the host plant for the monarch butterfly, right? Those caterpillars mm -hmm. need the milkweed in order. That's what they eat. Um, so skipper, skipper caterpillars, they need grass leaves. Um, and then other insects will eat the foliage, um, like grasshoppers in particular is one that comes to mind. Um, but if we look at other critters, um, some of the seeds that are produced um, can be eaten by some birds like sparrows. And then big blue is also considered a good forage grass for our hooved mammals as well. So it can be used in that regard too. So I think uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken here, um, is blue is big blue stem uh, can it be baled for for the hoof mammals there? I think so. <laughs> Possibly. Okay. I'd have to look into it. Um, as as far as I know, it's not like the top choice as a forage grass. Sure. Right. Um, but if you were, you know, putting in um an area for wildlife, you know, it would be one that you could include and would be eaten. So oh, very interesting. Um, can, can I plant big blue stem? You can. So depending on um, what your purpose is, right? We can go home landscape. We could go larger, like restoring farmland. Um, you can find big blue stem for sale, both as a potted plant or as um, seed. And the best way to find it is at a need of plant nursery. Um, but I'd be a little intentional about where you plant it. So it's very popular in prairie restorations, of course, because, you know, it was one of those main grasses. Um, but you often only need a little bit and that can go a long way. So big blue is is pretty aggressive um, in a restoration setting. Um, and our dominant grasses in general are kind of aggressive. So a lot of the times you don't just want a grassy field. Um, if you're trying to make a prairie restoration, you want to include those wildflowers or those forbs or flowering species. Um, so typically you'd want to establish those flowers for a few years first and then maybe add in some grass seed. And a lot of the time, depending on what has happened to the seed bank, some of those grasses may just find their way in on their own and you don't necessarily have to add them in. So that's that's at the large scale, right? In more of a restoration setting. If you want to put big blue stem in your like home landscape, I wouldn't necessarily stay it in the middle of my flower garden, um, but I'd save it for more of like a border or um, kind of a more isolated spot in your garden so that it doesn't spread and push out the other plants. There's definitely ways to use it and incorporate it or put it in a spot and like 
have it be a bunch grass um, that's on its own is kind of more of a statement piece that you mow around, right? That would keep it mm -hmm. contained. Um, but just throwing it in with all of your other flowering plants um, might not be the best idea. Right. Oh, that's that's some wonderful information there. Thank you very much. Um, you know, where where can people learn more? So um, if you're interested in learning more about grasses in general and how to identify them, um, I do have a blog that I started this year called Grasses at a Glance. And if you're interested, you can find it at go.illinois.edu slash grass blog. Um, and I put up posts every other week, um, a, not just about big blue stem, I promise. It's about a lot of grasses that you can find in Illinois, how to identify them, tips and tricks, um, lots of pictures and good stuff there. So there's an option to subscribe if you're interested. Um, you can do that or you can just look up if you, you know, have a grass question, you can look through the blog and see if um, your answer is there. But that's one place to go for, for more info. And uh, this will be included in uh, some of the additional information on the podcast here. So just look for that when you're uh, looking for the podcast. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for all of this uh, wonderful information on uh, Big Blue Stem today is, uh, is our main topic. So uh, thank you so much, Aaron. Uh, really appreciate all of your knowledge here. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for having me, Gavin. And that concludes uh, this month's edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.